You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey, Nonplus listeners. If you're a craft beer fan, have we got the app for you. Tavor, it's the app for fans of craft brews and trying new and exciting labels. It's so cool. Snag the app from your iOS or Android app store, browse the current list of hard-to-find 100% independent beers, and add them to your personalized crate, or enroll in the subscription, and Tavor will handpick the highest-rated beers that suit your taste. There's no minimums or commitments, and if you're selecting the beers for yourself, you pay as you choose, and then request delivery whenever you're ready. Again, there's no monthly limit or minimum that you need to hit, and a flat rate shipping doesn't change with the size of your crate. As many beers as you want, same price to ship. Tavor posts a 100% independent community, over 650 featured breweries from 47 states, and over 7,000 beers tasted. That's nuts. Yeah, you can download Tavor today and try it for yourself. Just use the code NONPLUS at checkout for $10 off your first order of $25 or more. Again, download Tavor, that's T-A-V-O-U-R, in your app store and use the code NONPLUS for $10 off your first order of $25 or more. I'll drink to that. And one for Mahler. Da, 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 da. This was a bad movie. Da, 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 da. It's true. <laughs> Bless. Welcome to another episode of Non Plus, a gay romp through the Disney Plus vault. That over there is my husband Clancy. Oh, and over there is my husband Josh. <laughs> this is Non Plus, a mischief media podcast. Why do you always act surprised? As if I just snuck a microphone <laughs> in front of your face, a la Billy on the street. Oh, it tickles me so. <laughs> I do it because it tickles you. Aww. Aww. See, y'all, get you a person who makes you laugh because they like to make you laugh. Aww. Uh, housekeeping. We're still talking mischief merch because Jordan's still putting out the good stuff. Yeah, it, there's a lot, a lot of good stuff. There's <laughs> an alligator Loki merch. Eat, pray, growl. Yeah, you can. It's it's a little little picture of of alligator Loki, and it says eat, pray, growl because that's all he does in the show. <laughs> and you can get that on a shirt. You can get it on a mug. I think you could get it on a bag. There's some America's ass emoji merch. Oh it's very God. patriotic, but it's literally like the flag emoji and the peach emoji. So it's one of those, if you know, you know, kind of products, which yeah, yeah, I yeah. love. Yeah. And of course, if you use code nonplussed on any of this MCU merch or any of the nonplussed merch, again, we got water bottles and flip flops, y'all. It's summertime. Yeah. Um, use that code again, nonplussed 10 for 10% off of your purchase of those items. Yeah. We've got a bunch of news this week. Well, we've got the same amount of news we normally have. Well, fair enough. Uh we, we I don't know if we mentioned this or not, but Loki season 2 is confirmed. Yeah, I feel like we mentioned it on the Patreon episode. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh we'll plug it at the end, but we did Loki for our Patreon episode this month. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if we mentioned it when we were talking about how much we loved Loki previously. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't know if we did either. And honestly, we, we won't spoil anything here. And no. if you haven't seen it yet, please go see it. Yes. So the the season, I mean, I guess it's a spoiler, but the season ended with that confirmation of a season two. Right. Um, which, That's all we'll say. Yeah. Well, which Vanity Fair, by the way, is calling the best finale of the Disney Plus era. It was um, really good. But yeah. If you want to hear our thoughts, head over to Patreon. Um, I'll link that Vanity Fair article in the description too. Do it. Yeah. What else? There's a Billie Eilish. That's how you say it, right? Yeah. A concert coming to Disney Plus. Yes. This from Deadline. Uh, Disney Plus said uh, last week that Billie Eilish uh, concert film Happier Than Ever, A Love Letter to Los Angeles will premiere on the streaming service globally on September 3rd. Uh, and then there's more stuff about like, you know, who's directing and such, but you know, again, we'll link the article in the description. Yeah. Uh, we also have some stuff coming to Disney plus in August. Yeah. I didn't bother with the dates. I just pulled the funniest stuff out, but once again, we'll link 
a list in the description. Yeah, I, IGN has a big list. Yes. Uh, first, we have Chippendale Park Life. I think this actually started by the time this will hit. Um, it's the one that we saw the really manic commercial for. Oh, right. I do want to watch the show because the art that I'm seeing is just gorgeous. <laughs> We also have the Marvel Studios Legends. Uh, this we're going to be covering Peggy Carter and Avengers Initiative and the Ravengers. Yeah, presumably this is a lead up for what if because all of those things, at least from what we've seen in the trailers, are going to be aspects of what if. Yeah, presumably for the lead up to what if coming on August 11th. Yes, as if as if <laughs> uh, we also have. Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2 and 3. Oh, yes. Also, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yep. We have Ergon. Yeah. It's based on a book series. Yeah. The Remember with the Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, it was a shit movie. Neat. Books uh, were good. I don't know. Yeah. I am excited for this, though. The yes. Disney Gallery Star Wars, The Mandalorian and making of the season two finale. Yeah. It's a whole um, uh, Disney Gallery episode about just the Mandalorian season two finale. Did you hear that they hired the guy that did the like, deep fake, the deep fake guy yes. to ILM? That's fucking right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to be uh, their like facial mocap lead yeah, 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 or yeah. something. Yeah. Super I cool. love that. It's super cool. Ah. Uh, Corella finally joins the platform, so you're not going to have to pay the thirty dollars. Twenty nine ninety nine. That's what we paid. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you you can and watch that's that right at the end of the month. Yeah, and we have a show for that, so you know, hey, yeah, check it out. If you've been waiting to watch, you'll have the <laughs> opportunity. And I think if you've liked our opinion on things so far, you'll probably like our opinion on Cruella. I don't yeah. spoil it for you. We enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. We've rewatched it a couple times. I think yeah, because it's it, it it definitely has it's a, got a vibe. It's got a good vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, for the full list, like Clancy said, check out IGN. We'll link that in the uh, description of the show. But in addition, we also use Wikipedia, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes and uh, Box Office Mojo on the regular. Yes. Yeah. So and in case you couldn't tell by the, the goofery and the buffoonery at the beginning, this week we're covering 1999's live action take on the classic cartoon Inspector Gadget. Yeah. It was released July 23rd, 1999. Yeah, it was. It, it runs too long at 78 minutes. It, honestly, it <laughs> felt longer than that. It Every time we paused to note a timestamp for to have a moment to discuss the absurdity of what look, I, this is the first time I think that we've recorded an episode where I'm not afraid of hurting someone's feelings about their favorite movie. hundred percent. Let me put it that way. Yes, 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 yes. Directed by David Kellogg. I don't even know, want to know what else he's done. We haven't linked it here and I'm going to link to it. There actually wasn't any uh, in the Wikipedia article. There wasn't a blue link on it. So oh my God, not that well, no. well I, for all we know, based on what ended up on screen, he died of a Coke overdose <laughs> in the late nineties <laughs> or he went into Wikipedia and removed the link. Because he yeah. just didn't want it and to be removed himself from society. <laughs> um, it's, of course, based on the original cartoon Inspector Gadget. Yep. But the screenwriters were Carrie Aaron and Zach Penn. Yeah. So good job. Yeah. Uh, the cast uh, is actually got a lot of it's star studded. These people is. were all kind of at 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 a moment in their careers when this film came out. That's a good way to put it. A and, moment. And for sure. from there, different things happened yeah. wildly for uh, sure matthew broderick as john brown slash inspector gadget slash robo gadget matthew broderick still doing fine we oh, still yeah, like 100%. matthew broderick yes rupert everett as sanford skolex slash dr claw the character name makes no damn sense dr claw on the cartoon is always dr claw and again this is another moment for rupert everett because this is right around my best friend's wedding mm -hmm. which was a moment for him i think this might have even been before he was formally like out Oh, yeah. And there's a whole lot of drama that some could attest to internalized homophobia that was at a time encouraged in the Hollywood industry. But sure, there are interviews and articles and stuff about Rupert Everett and why he thought it may or may not have been appropriate to come out at different times. For sure. Point is, I... I I didn't believe Dr. Claw was straight. <laughs> I, I didn't. I did not either. We have Jolie Fisher as Dr. Brenda Bradford slash Robo Brenda. Yeah. Robo Brenda. Oof. Everything about this is problematic. Jolie Fisher's great. I love Jolie Fisher. What the fuck is she doing in this movie? Yeah. Nobody knows what movie they're in. It is. We've got Michelle Trachtenberg again, having a moment in the late nineties. Big. She was Harriet the spy. Yeah. Um, and she plays Penny Brown. We've got fucking legend Dabney Coleman as chief Frank Quimby. Yep. If they had let Dabney Coleman play 
Chief Quimby the way Chief Quimby was in the cartoon, he wouldn't have not been as wasted in this film. Yeah, I'm just, so much more passionate about this than I thought I would be. <laughs> yeah, just strap in, folks. Uh, next, we have D.L. Hughley. <laughs> As the voice of the gadget mobile. It is his. For some reason. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a choice. You know, and he's got a CGI sort of representation of the AI in the car. Yeah. That cartoon's mouth never matched what D.L. Hughley was saying. And you know, D.L. Hughley came in and did one take each per line, grabbed his check and walked right out the door. My goodness. We've also got Rene Albergenon. Yeah. Albergenon. Albergeois. I like it. Uh, I he's he's a character actor, a longtime character actor. So I feel like I should know how to say his name. And my apologies, <laughs> but he plays Doctor Artemis Bradford, Star Trek. That's what. Yes, okay. That's why I should know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> he was also in First Cow. <sighs> can we, if you can, haven't seen First Cow, it's delightful. Can we, can we please get back? <laughs> Don Adams, who was the original voice of Inspector Gadget, does one line for Brain at the very, very end. Yeah. Sherry O'Terry wasted as Mayor Wilson. She's the only one who understood the brief. And I mean that the editors didn't understand it. The directors didn't understand it. No one understood they were playing a cartoon except Sherry O'Terry. I know. Yeah. Andy Dick as Kramer. That's problematic in and of itself. And Michael G. Haggerty as Sykes. Yeah. Anything I, to say before we jump in? No, I just want to get this over with. <laughs> so, so let's do it. John Brown lives in Riverton, Ohio with his niece, Penny and her pet beagle brain dreaming of becoming a police officer. John works as a security guard for the Bradford robotics laboratory. Artemis Bradford and his daughter, Brenda are designing a lifelike robotic foot as part of the gadget program designed to add Android officers to the Riverton police department. Sanford Skolex, a tycoon, steals the foot to build an army of androids from its technology, assassinating Artemis in the process. John chases after Skolex's limousine and his hatchback, but both vehicles crash. John is left for dead by getting blown up in his car by Skolex's dynamite stick, disguised as a victory cigar. <laughs> Just something I'm supposed to know what that is. Yeah. But a bowling ball launched by the blast from the destroyed car lands in the limo and crushes Skolex's left hand. Skolex receives a mechanical claw from his associate Kramer, taking on the alias Claw. Okay. Everything about this film is that it was trying its hardest not to be the cartoon. If it had, it didn't need to be. An origin movie. It didn't need to be an origin story. Nope. It didn't need to have a love interest. Didn't need nothing about what was endearing about Inspector Gadget was represented in this movie. And what was endearing about Inspector Gadget is that he was a useful idiot, and that Penny and the Brain were literally the brains. Yeah, and they really didn't do much. No, no. Penny's reduced to a a, a lackey counselor. Well, first, first, I want to say this: this movie originally was 111 minutes long. Oh no. Uh, and they, they show that at test screenings and it was awful, which I can see. So they cut it down. Sure. So, so there's definitely parts missing, but they somehow still made it feel like it was 111 yeah. minutes long. That in and of itself is movie magic friends. My God. But, but yeah, uh, starting off, with it's the, objectively the worst Walt Disney pictures logo ever. Oh, it is because it's shitty kind of like boinky boinky. Not needed. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the Walt Disney oh, Pictures I, I logo. Know, I know that too. Like all of it yeah, was unnecessary. But at least that just kind of came and went. That G was on there for way too fucking well, And they did long. it with the transitions between scenes. They really just said, fuck it. Bad CGI and live action. Let's do this. Like that was. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. A lot of coke was done in the editing room, in the writing room somewhere. And it wasn't like they had like figured out technologically how to do something like they did with like Roger Rabbit. Yeah. But but this was very much like it, yeah it was there was no craft 3D to this I with, feel like with, <gasps> what if they were running out on the license and they just needed to make a movie that's probably what it was because there's that you know that about the Fantastic Four right yeah like there's that apocryphal cult 
Fantastic Four movie that never actually made it to theaters, but sometimes exists. I think you can find it on YouTube, but it is bad. Yeah. But I think it was universal at the time made it because they needed to make sure that they retained the license to make a Fantastic Four movie. For sure. That's why we got so many Spider-Man movies. (sighs) Like the amazing Spider-Man, which I actually just barely watched. Barely. I just barely watched the first one. Uh, I just barely watched the first, the first amazing Spider-Man. And then I heard the second one was very good. And I was like, "Mm." I still haven't seen it. Yeah, but apparently some of these characters are gonna never mind. Yeah, it, not that episode. Unfortunately, that we episode. have to talk about Inspector Gadget on this episode. Yeah, um, it's this is all objectively dumb. Is the point that I- <laughs> it is? We start off in this dream where everything is green and it's weird and like super cartoony without being cartoony. If the whole show was that, I would have kind of been okay with it because no, it's because even then, further. still the direction and the acting would have needed to be amped up. That's fair. And I mean, the moment that we see uh, Dr. Bradford, Brenda Bradford, and the winds blowing through her hair. Yeah, and, and you get that. <gasps> it's like, okay. Hey, the dog! The dog! Officer Brown? You're my hero. Oh, please, miss. It was nothing. <laughs> and then he immediately wakes up uh, and we get. Her- he, was he sleeping on the couch? I don't remember. Yeah, he was on the couch. It, it's just. Yeah, he was on the couch, not in a bed, whatever. Like the I, relationship I with Penny isn't even really explained. Just that it's uncle and niece. Yeah. It's clear in this situation that even before he was a robot, she was taking care of him. Yeah. She's the competent one, but she doesn't get to shine as that at all. At all. Which was the whole point of the character and the uh. yeah and, and and like it, there's one line where he comes up and he's like, "They said two years as a security guard isn't enough experience to be a cop." Uncle John, I'm sorry. Me too. Of course not. There's a police academy. Go to police academy, dude. That's what that's for. It's not like I've been at the Gap for two years and now I'm applying to Banana Republic. There's also twelve police academy movies which do the slapstick better than this movie did, and still managed to ground it better than this movie did without the abusive CGI, but with the amazing oral symphony that was Michael Winslow. Yeah, like. And like that, that's, he's on such a different level than the sound effects that are happening in this movie, which are just God awful. And they try to do so much with like the orchestration, the interpretation on the orchestrations of the original Inspector Gadget theme. And some of them are sinister and some of them are lovely and all of them are awful. There's plenty of movies that like have like 007, the DNA of the, of that theme throughout all of its music and its orchestration is subtle, but it has a cohesion to it. This was just like, and then in a different key. Well, like compare it to Adam's family, right? Yeah. You watch an Adam's family movie, even the recent animated one, which I didn't hate. I watched it. It's iconic and used well. Mm hmm. I felt like I was being beat over the head with it in this. Yeah, we we definitely, definitely there, were. And to bring back up 007, that's a much better propaganda film, mm-hmm. right? Like you forget that 007 is British Secret Service because it's cool to watch him kicking ass and getting the bad guys. Yeah. This is just objectively bad propaganda. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's not great. And ethically quite gray. We'll get there in a minute. Yeah. But this, the the whole inciting incident of this film is very ethically gray. How, and how much did Yahoo pay for this ad? Uh-oh. Yahoo! Oh, my God. How much? Because <laughs> that is literally, it's the billboard, the sound. I mean, I wrote, I wrote down here, might be the funniest joke. And that is at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> And I don't write that note again. So it blew its wad. Truly. Immediately. And then had nowhere to go. Imagine the, uh, I don't know how to describe this. The ephemeral artifact that is that specific ad campaign. Mm -hmm. It's similar to the Quiznos hamsters. 
it's so hard to explain, but was ubiquitous. There was a, a Will and Grace episode yeah. where Jack and Karen both go. What do you mean Will was better? He couldn't find a G-spot with Yahoo Maps. <laughs> Like it was everywhere, yeah, including this movie for some fucking reason. And I wonder how much Yahoo paid. The, the note here I had was this is just odd. And then that Sherry O'Terry, I made the point already. They, Sherry O'Terry and Dabney Coleman were wasted in this movie. She yes. knew what she was doing. Yes. She knew the assignment, understood the assignment to yep. use the sort of, you know, the, the, the verbiage that the discourse is using these days. She understood the assignment. Yeah. With her fucking page girl hair, like that little flip wig mm-hmm. and, you know, in charge, shortest woman in the room, but clearly the most important, loved it. Everything about her. Yeah. Dabney Coleman, similar. He knew what he was doing, but he was wasted because we've seen Dabney Coleman play, you know, like that's, yeah. that was his whole shtick through the seventies and eighties because he's the boss in nine to five. Yeah. You know, he's that. And that's of course the other end of the spectrum, but like, <sighs> It's just, it's frustrating. Why am I so mad about this? Man, I had such a connection to Inspector Gadget as a kid, I guess. Yeah. And it just, the the other thing too is like, we we get a murder like right off the bat. Yes. Like straight up shot in and dead. Yeah. And well, and also the staging of this foot just before we get to the murder, you made the point like, because it staged with a soccer ball in front of it. Oh, right. And yeah. even if that foot has an armature, a skeleton, a skeleton, as a, you know, a, a metal skeleton in their wires, whatever, there's no hinge. That foot's not going to kick that ball. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it starts tapping, which can, I, I can believe that. Absolutely. But why put a soccer ball there? No. Why make it think that you're gonna going to make on? this foot move? The most know. believable part of this scene is the murder droids, because I don't trust Boston dynamics. Yeah. <laughs> Those things can dance now. They got, I think they got bought by a, like Hyundai or something recently. Hopefully somebody more altruistic than a Bezos or a Musk. And I mean, I'm not trying to get us sued, but yeah, I, I, what I don't need is a dick shaped robot knocking down my door, <laughs> coming to arrest me for being a homosexual. That's what yeah. I don't need. Yeah, we don't. We don't need that. <laughs> this guy gets murdered. What, what's his name? Uh, Dr. Artemis Bradford. It's Brenda's dad. Brenda's dad. You know, the first thing you should generally do is call the police. Call the police. Even if you are the security guard, call the police. No, he decides to get into his hatchback, which, you know, there's that sight gag of like the uh, Corvette. Yes. And then it, he pulls out in, in that. And I was like, okay, great. And then takes off in that trying to chase down Dr. Claw. It just doesn't make any sense. He's literally causing more damage. Yes. And trouble. And then that bo- loose bowling ball in his car. What? Who? Why? There are bowling bags. Like, that's a thing. Like, I, if you're going to own a bowling ball, you're going to you have, have a bag to put it yes. in. Yes. Like, and it's meant to be the slapsticky kind of whack whack that the cartoon was. For sure. But nobody can decide what this movie is supposed to be. No, not at all. And like. I get we get the bowling ball crushing his hand. So it's like, you know, call and response, whatever. But like, sure. Eh. And that, you know, it gives Claw a reason to hate Gadget when he becomes Gadget. But all of this is unnecessary. I don't even think the cartoons ever assessed how Gadget became Gadget. For all we know, Penny was a super genius who was entrusted with an android. Right. And I can't I don't think Brain ever talked. And that was his whole thing. But like Penny had this. I mean, it, basically it was the eighties version of an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Like it was the super smart computer book and her and brain were always disguised and helping uncle gadget solve the case because yeah, he's the robot with the tools and things, but yeah, he's a fucking idiot for some reason. Yeah. And so it's, it's just, um, <laughs> all right, well, let's keep going. Brenda decides to make the barely alive and heavily injured John, the first test subject of the gadget program transforming him into a crime-fighting cyborg with the alias of Inspector Gadget, powered by a control chip. He is helped by the Gadgetmobile, a robotic car with a chatty AI. (laughs) At a charity ball, Skolex approaches Brenda, having known her at Harvard, inviting her to work for him in her very own (laughs) laboratory. Much to Gadget's dismay, Brenda accepts, unaware that Skolex plans to steal her technological ideas and designs. Unimpressed with Gadget, Police Chief Quimby assigns him to menial assignments rather than investigate Artemis' murder. Upset at not being taken seriously, Gadget investigates on his own, finding a piece of scrap metal which he later connects to Skolex with help from Penny. Alright, a lot happens here. A lot does, and I don't even know if that's how that accurately gets... I don't remember. 
And frankly, I don't care. I don't remember Penny helping that much. I don't either. I might have been distracted at the time. Chief Quimby calls him Columbo Nintendo. It's a thing of beauty, Quimby. The future of law enforcement reborn before our very eyes. Yeah, Columbo, Nintendo, all rolled into one. He'll make you obsolete. No overtime, no hazard pay, no blue flu. <laughs> and he won't call me Evil Gidget behind my back. That was a funny joke. That was funny. I like that. It's not. And then we also get like the, the building of Inspector Gadget. Yes. 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 He's been exploded. He's, and now he's, he's in a hospital in a full body cast. Right. And he's not. He's, doesn't make any sense for the way that his symptoms are described. But for, continue. For sure. He, he's not. He, he's in a coma. He's not awake. Um, and then they decide that he's a good candidate for this program. So they just go and tear his body apart and add in a bunch of nonsense that's not really tested. Popcorn, whoopee cushions, all a, sorts a fucking of stuff. Tape measure, like whatever. But it all looks realistic. Yeah, for sure. But the problem is, is that there was no consent that was done whatsoever. Okay, no, this is the ethical gray area, right? Like Brenda just decided this man's body is now my science project. We don't get any reference to organ donorship we yeah. don't get any any yeah. informed consent is yeah, the term that you're I, I figured for. out i figured out what it is it, it was in his security contract oh for working at the lab yeah that's what it was <laughs> it was it was hidden under there that's how i'm going to explain it and not for yeah. nothing uh this movie would fit your theory that he does actually die there and everything else is a dream oh my god that would be delightful <laughs> Like that's it a, that's a it movie. It felt that way. It was give, a bad trip. Give me a six sense turn. Like at least <laughs> do something like that. Ugh. It pulls out and it's all been in his head and it's really just hyper gritty. Penny's like 40 years old and grizzled and chain smoking at his bedside as he finally dies and it flatlines and she's just like, I'm free. And it keeps panning out and there's an urn with brains ashes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Actually, you know what? Penny doesn't deserve that, though. She went and lived a life is what she did. I bet she did. Yeah. Honestly, Penny's a therapist. She wouldn't have been she wouldn't have been strung up by his side. You know what? Brenda for doing this shit to him. Yeah, it's her fault. I'm sorry, Penny. Really Brenda's I have fault. besmirched your good name. And I just have a note here. God, why Andy Dick? Like he wasn't even having a month. I'm pretty shit. sure we didn't like Andy Dick in 1999. I don't no, know I mean, why this well, was. Uh, yeah, we I don't need to get into it. Google it. Y'all Google it. Google Every time he was on screen, it's just like, I don't want to see you or that chin. Yeah. You give butt chins a bad name, Andy Dick. Yeah. Not bad at all. <sighs> Got a sort of postmodern Captain Hook kind of feel to it. I'm very diabolical. I deserve a dashing appellation. Dashing appellation? What is that, a hillbilly with a tuxedo? No, you idiot! No! <laughs> it's a nickname. One that will send my enemies cowering in fear. Ah. Ah, too bad. Hook is taken, huh? How about the Captain Claw? No, 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 no. Or Santa Claw. Just Claw. One word. Like Madonna. This is also where I had the note. Rupert Everett really didn't want people to think he was gay. Yeah. Yeah. He tries so hard. Way, way hard. And it was just, it was nonsense. Which I think as men who have tried to pretend to not be gay ourselves, we know the trap you fall into is trying too hard. Yeah. It's got to seem more natural than that. Yeah. Yeah. So my other issue here is like inspector gadget gets out of bed and then is just left to his own devices. If you will. Yeah. Um, nobody was watching him. This guy is literally the technological Marvel of the world right now. And no one in the is context of this attention. film. Yes. No, no eyes on him. No monitoring at all. Yeah. And it just, it just doesn't make any any sense and then he's saying that he doesn't want to be like this isn't really what he wanted he's, or whatever he's having the fucking metamorphosis gregor is a cockroach moment where he's like oh god why no kill every moment i live is agony kill me now right and then brenda pulls out almost immediately her father's death as a reason to continue do, to doing this work yeah and it's like 
Oof. They and they glaze just right over and that and honestly, this is why it shouldn't have been an origin story. It yeah. should have just been this is gadget and this is claw. Because one thing that was uh, that you, I feel like it used to be speculated or Mary, maybe it's a um, Berenstain uh, situation, but I feel like it used to be thought that the chief was actually Dr. Claw trying well, yeah, to kill gadget because in the TV show, you never saw his face. Exactly. Never saw his, never face. not once. And so like doing something like that would have been neat or finding some other way to turn it. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it just didn't need to be live action. I feel like, Live action to animation has been done so much better than this. The first, I, I've never seen Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas, despite the fact that it has some of my favorite women in it, Jane Krakowski and Chris yeah. Johnston. The first Flintstones movie was campus fuck, but it was entertaining. It was. It was fun to watch because those people committed 100% all the way around to all of the reality of that world. And they also didn't try to exceed the technology that, the technology at the time. No, like, they didn't try to do all of these stupid effects that just, I mean, I get it. Like everything's springy. It's not real, whatever, but like you're trying to sell me on a movie here and you're doing a terrible job at it. Cause it's like, it's all like, this is the same year. The matrix came out. Like what the fuck? Yeah. You're not wrong. Like we did wow. good CGI. That, we had good CGI at that's that point. Baffling. Yeah. Well, my next question is, is why does he have so much toothpaste? Okay. I feel like this is a jizz joke. Yeah. I feel like it's trying to be a jizz joke in this Disney movie about this ethically questionable gadget program. Go, go gadget oil slay. Because he's, they just had kind of a, a tender moment together. And it's, then a, he, it's a training montage of how to use his stuff. And they have this tender moment in yeah. that training montage. And then he says, go, go gadget oil slick. And instead of oil coming out, it's toothpaste. And he just, he literally blows his wad all over a her. And she just giggles the whole yeah. time. I don't get it. You know what? You know what? Mm. Garfield was better than this. It was. It was definitely better Garfield than this because at least it and looked better. And I guess that better. Garfield was newer, so like the CG sure. was better. But I mean, like in terms of this was time wasted. This was. I hope you all are enjoying yourselves because yeah. woof. Um, and that's not a joke about the dog because again, he never fucking talks. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, so I now I'm I'm going to take a little bit of a step here. So I in 1989 was a child, um, and I have watched this movie as a child probably maybe seven, eight times. Whatever. I've never like, seen it before. So watched it. I, I have seen this before and I'm picking up on specific moments that happen in it. And one of the specific moments was obtaining the balls, obtain the balls. Oh, with the guru, with the guru, which was a racist stereotype Super in and of racist. itself. I think it was, it was played by an appropriate, a quote unquote appropriate actor. But my God, it's just it was it, uh, uh, it was not great. And uh, but again, I remember that watching that as a child and, you know, maybe being a little bit gay, like, wait, are those really what balls are? That's oh, no. You know what I mean? But anyways, but he, yes. grabs, he grabs the balls and like that's the big joke. And then his uh, he's high pitched well, for the rest of the. And yeah. this is two times that gadgets uh, misfires have injured or yes. otherwise exposed a person of color because he knocks the that black woman over earlier mm -hmm. and we see all of the back of her thighs. Oh my god. So like they like we if, if nothing else, we are physically exploiting people of color in this movie for humor. Yeah. And I I'm <laughs> off the rails at this point. Yeah, it's just it's wild. And I just I don't I This just, is also where they start breaking the fourth wall. Why? They do it three times throughout the movie because that's that's how you do humor, but it never makes sense when they do it. And it just, it blows my mind. It, it blows my mind. And then we get a brief shot of that magazine where Skolex used to be fat. 
Yeah. And so now as a fat person, I'm going, okay, here, here comes that too. We also get introduced to gadget mobile. They were showing off all the different features and that it's got all you know, these cloaking modes and stuff like this. And it's just like, why is this a good use of the technology? Okay. Now it has voice activation, ejection seats, a power assisted metamorphic camouflage system, a cardio homing device. Then there's a periscope. A candy- Dr. Bradford, there's something I just have to ask you. Oh, just say, go, go gadget mobile. Yes, but will you go, go gadget mobile? Good morning, Riverton. Hey, who's in the car? I work alone. It takes me out a bit. Like it's not, it doesn't feel like it belongs in this world. It doesn't feel like it should make sense that he has to have a special outfit on if he's a cyborg. Yeah. Because that was also part of it that I understood from the cartoon is that like some of that stuff was like in the hat. Yeah. Uh, I, it's. The interior logic doesn't make any sense, I think, is is the distillation of both of our frustrations here. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I hate this. And why does Charlie Fisher have butterfly clips and her grown ass hair as a grown ass woman? Oh, was that at the gala or the gala? Yeah. Yeah. It looked like she just walked out of a fucking Delia's catalog. (laughs) Yeah, it's so stupid. I don't understand. Who was this movie for? Well, I'll tell you what this next line was for. It was for us. Oh, no. When Kramer says, Why would you? (laughs) 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 Kramer, don't look so nonplussed. Now that Dr. Bradford is part of the Skolex team. Oh, you're not wrong. I died. I died. I was like, of all the films. Of all the films. In all the world. This line has to walk into this one. (laughs) Uh, But then he had gadgets doing all these menial jobs. Apparently he keeps collecting cats out of trees, saving cats out of trees. Right. And he's so frustrated about it. And then he brings the chief, the cat to show him how frustrated about it. Whose cat is that? Why did he bring it into the cop station, the police station? And also cats don't just use the bathroom and coffee mugs. None of this shit makes any sense. Who does this cat belong to? And I won't be happy until you're off the force and being sold piece by piece at some garage sale. I want that case, sir. Well, I'll tell you what the problem is. See, the Bradford case requires real police work. And the fact is, you're not a real police inspector. You are not a real policeman. You are just a publicity stunt that we have to put up with. So, why don't you just about face and uh, get out of my office? There's that, and also there's that point where, like, Inspector Gadget is going to go solve the murder on his own, goes into a room with a bunch of filing cabinets and just opens the cabinet that's labeled murder. <laughs> I don't know if we have any people who work in uh, in police work. I mean, at this point that we've called this. Is that, is that how you categorize everything is just yeah, by but murder? We may have lost those listeners because I've been calling this movie propaganda, but let's be honest. Jesus. It is. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Shall we? We shall. Claw uses Brenda's research to build his own Android robo gadget, sending him out on a rampage across Riverton to frame the real gadget gadget himself infiltrates Claw's lab to recover the foot, but is caught and deactivated when Claw breaks his chip. Claw's minion Sykes dumps gadget in a junkyard and then is tasked to dispose of the foot. Brenda encounters her own robotic doppelganger robo Brenda, who confirms that Claw stole the foot and murdered her father. Brenda, Penny, Brain, and the Gadget Mobile track Gadget to a junkyard. A kiss from Brenda awakens Gadget, proving his will can control his new body, regardless of whether the chip is needed or not. They armed the Robo Gadget with a radioactive warhead. Mm-hmm. What's the tarantula for? Yeah. Oh, I. There's a joke in here about looking at a tapping robotic foot while you're in a bathroom stall. There's just so much happening at once that <sighs> genuinely makes no damn sense. This robo gadget, which that's like saying ATM machine. It wrote it. it robo gadget. It's a robo Android. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And for some reason it's, it's all black eyes, Matthew Broderick with creepy veneers. Yeah. The teeth too uh, much are, are way too much, too much. That performance of Robo Gadget was in the correct Inspector Gadget movie. I, I have a I have a theory as to why that is oh the God. way it is. 
this is 1999. People did not have high definition televisions. It was probably the most that they had to do in order for you to differentiate between Inspector Gadget and Robo Gadget was to make the teeth as obvious as possible. I disagree. And now that you we see it in high definition, the outfit. Yes, you could have done any number of other things. And imagine how terrifying that would have been on a film screen, Clancy. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It was scary top to bottom. Ugh. That of anything in this film, that will give me nightmares. Yeah, it's just it's it's just nonsense. And and Robo Brenda, who we meet in Claw's office, is a whole mess. Yeah, as you know, uh, Jolie Fisher's Dr. Brenda character is showing, you know, she's got her new office, which just looks like an office and not a lab at all. Yeah. Um, and she stumbles into Skolex's slash Claw's office and discovers her robotic twin who is some sort of sex toy Jessica Rabbit-esque. Who, the, like, the, I, I hated the voice. It was just awful the way that she had that max headroom kind of laugh really yeah. creeped me the fuck out uh, <laughs> outside! Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> hey brenda let's hang out okay have some quality girl time there's just so much so much happening and then like at one point we just cut to penny vibe into all-star <laughs> hey now you're a star get the show on So I'll rule out the Spanish. But what else could SI stand for? Space that was my favorite thing. Like, I want that as a gift. <laughs> she was she was feeling her oats. Everything about that <laughs> moment, the smash cut to All-Star in a yellow quilted Tommy Hilfiger jacket while wearing ponytails and plaid pants. Yeah. Speaking of the Delia's catalog, that's what I just don't understand. It was a vibe and I loved it. It was just all nuts. Yeah, uh, and then we cut back to uh, Brenda and Robo Brenda on the roof. Yes, and Robo Brenda commits suicide. I mean, well, spoiler alert: we find out she doesn't. But effectively, at this point in the Wait, movie, she doesn't remember because she's in the in the after credits. Oh, but yes, and uh, if you still see, though look, if you, if left, you left the theater the at this minute, point, it ended. And that is canon for you. Never mind that. <laughs> if you left at this point to go get a refund because she, that the sex robot just jumped to her death, then you don't know that as a sex robot, she's impervious. Yeah. Which begs the question: Why does Gadget keep saying "ouch" or "that hurts" or "that burns" if Brenda can survive? Yeah. From the top of the building, which again, this is in quote unquote Riverton, Ohio. What the fuck is this city it, it, with it, the river and the bridges and the sky rises, but it's a small town with a police force with a robot. I don't. Yeah. And then they break the fourth wall again. Yeah. We'll never get away with it. <laughs> oh, how cliche inspector. <clears throat> I think somebody has been watching too many Saturday morning cartoons. Hmm. Huh? And again, it doesn't make any sense. Right. It's stupid. Why is it that we spent so much time on this chip being the reason that they could, that these things could work? Yeah. I don't know. Cause they wouldn't right, have a spare. They're building him. And when he's, when they've got his chest cavity open, it's, it looks like the inside of some sort of like Fisher price, young engineer kit. Right. I, I don't understand. And a kiss is what wakes him up. I, I it, it's not believable to me. A kiss did not wake. That it's that's so stupid. Not, that's not believable. Well, no, it was just like Is why. That what took you out of the movie, Clancy? No, <laughs> it, it it just made me want to turn it off, and but I knew that we had to continue, and this yeah, was just. It was just this is right. our punishment for watching stuff that we enjoyed for like the past four episodes. This is true. It's slogging our asses through, and you know what? I'm a liar because we didn't like Black Cauldron either. <laughs> We didn't like Black Cauldron, but at least Black Cauldron looked good. You know, you're right. You're absolutely right. At least Black Cauldron was at least gorgeous. We could yeah. at least appreciate the beauty of Black and Cauldron. And had a coherent story. Like, I, at least it, it had, I, I just, I hated this. And on the off chance that Matthew Broderick, Jolie Fisher, or anyone else, here's the, uh, truly on the off chance, like, it's not you, and I'm sorry for what was done to you, but I hope you still get residuals off this. No, it's not you. I hope you, you are Disney. still collecting money off of this because you're owed every penny. Yes, yes, please. 
After dropping Penny and Brain off at home, Gadget and Brenda chase Claw and Robo Gadget's limo. Gadget and Robo Gadget fall off the roof and duel on a bridge until Gadget removes the latter's head, tossing it into the river, though Robo Gadget's body runs off. Brenda crashes the Gadget mobile into Claw's limo, but is taken prisoner. Claw tries to escape in a helicopter, but Gadget appears using his helicopter hat to intercept. Claw destroys the hat, forcing Gadget to use an improvised weapon to damage Claw's claw and the helicopter. Brenda leaps out of the helicopter onto Gadget's back, but they fall down the side of Skolex's skyscraper, using a parasol to land safely. Claw parachutes down, but lands in the Gadget mobile and is captured. The police arrive to arrest Gadget, but Penny appears with a repentant Sykes, who confesses his boss's crimes to the police. Saluted and acknowledged by Quimby as an actual member of the police force, Gadget departs with Brenda and Penny as Claw vows revenge. I the again the note here I had was how much blow did this director do? Yeah, he doesn't need the chip. He's got the heart. A kiss. I don't. I, I it just also. Can't be. John? Uncle John? John, can you hear us? He's alive. Brenda. Ready? You're alive. It's a miracle. He doesn't need the chip. It's my Uncle John, that's what it is. That's not how any of this works. Why Why did we need to show them dropping Penny off at home if Penny was immediately going to show back up? And how does that jet engine exist in the back of that car, but also that jail cell? Yeah. The internal logic is discombobulated, and I'm sorry, I don't think the deleted scenes make up for it. No, no, no. It just, it's, it's just not good it's not good I, here I, I said i'm just baffled i'm so ding dang baffled why does the car perform and behave the way it does yeah. but gadget genuinely looks like my first robot like it's yeah like a fucking erector set in there i don't understand it's lego technic yeah it's so stupid but that car's got a jet engine yeah and penny still doesn't have her goddamn computer book i'm so mad at this movie yeah she doesn't have that and like the fact that the claw's hand can be disabled by a button what and that oh I, I didn't need the gadgets it was my own ingenuity all along because he basically uses a, a ballpoint pen spring ding dang ping ping I just that's not Inspector Gadget no that's not the, the, the he uses his gadgets to make to to he uses his gadgets to great and it's all about not, a, not great ability but like to to make it he work. is manipulated by Penny and Brain to use his gadgets to great effect correct in the cartoons. In this, it tries to make him a hero and, uh, and you know, the, the knight in shining armor love interest. Yeah. And I just feel like I'm being slapped with a robotic dick every step of the way. And not in a good way. Not in a good way. Hey! Hey! What'd you do that for? We shouldn't be fighting. We've got a lot in common, except I've got nicer teeth. I'd hoped that we could have worked together, been partners. Together, you and I could have ruled the world. Should have quit while you were ahead. Cannonball! <laughs> the fight scene on top of the bridge. They get on top of the bridge. All of a sudden, they started on the bridge. Now they're on top of the bridge. Yeah. Like why? Like did they? Mm, it just it's it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. The fight scene was just incredibly hor. It was horribly paced. Yeah. Like it just, it, the, the springing leg running thing is a fucking nightmare. It is. Yeah. And I, I, it's, it's just not great. And then it, it points the robot sounds like a bad chimp, but it points it's completely coherent and can speak yeah. just fine. Again, it's in the wrong movie. Yeah. And these, I, I will say these actors were trying hard. Some of them were yeah. trying hard. And it, it's just, but again, it, 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 you can only was, do so much. Yeah. You can only like do so put much. a soda machine in a car that when it rams into something spills Skittles. It's fun fact. Uh, there were more than 15 or sorry, 150,000 Skittles that spilled out of that 
you know there were Skittles bags with Inspector Gadget all over it. That's why I'm saying this movie got made through corporate sponsorships. Oh, yeah, no question. For sure. No question at all. For sure. But yeah, they're falling and she points out that, you know, he didn't read the manual, which we saw earlier was a honking huge piece of shit. Yeah. And he's going through GoGo Gadget, literally everything. And I'm pretty sure he says parachute. Mm-hmm. Parasol is what works, even though he says umbrella. But then a parachute does pop out after they've yeah. been saved by the umbrella. It's fucking nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. It's absolute bananas. And they land and she goes to check on him because he's in the water. And yeah, I, I don't know. He's a robot and maybe he's not functioning and she's checking on him. And what she says is, are you breathing? I think so. How's your central molecular equilibrator feeling? Feels pretty good. And how's your auto axle lubricator functioning? It's functioning fully. I'm pretty sure she's talking about his dick. I'm pretty sure it's a pre-cum joke. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> because they both look down after he yes. answers the affirmative. It's oh just my it's God. just nonsense. Absolute nonsense. <sighs> and it's like there is a parachute. And then Claw, yes, does apparently survive the helicopter accident with his cat. Yeah. Who he had time to strap into his own parachute, its own parachute. Right. Uh, that is then conveniently captured by the car. And that's I, it. Yeah. I, mm. They barely animated this car to match the lines. Yes, it's Dog Adam or Dog Adams. Don Adams when Brain talks there in the after credits. Testing, testing. Brain, say something. Come in. Over. Brain is not here. Please leave a message at the sound of the wolf. But Penny is basically regulated to being a, a henchman therapist. Speaking of which, we get a henchman therapy group yeah. as an after credit scene. Its sign is in Comic Sans. They literally <laughs> did not try with they this didn't. movie. They didn't try whatsoever. You've got Jaws from James Bond there. Yeah, you've got uh, Mr. T, yeah. like the Mr. T. Like It's just... It's just nonsense. I feel like corporate sponsorships paid for so much in this movie. And I mean, they made a sequel. It wasn't a total flop. Yeah. It just was a critical and, and receptive flop, but they, yeah. The only thing I would say to note on the last here is that, yeah, uh, Robo Brenda does survive because she does a Robo Brenda's Robo Brenda size. Yeah. Robo Brenda size. Yeah. And it's a workout video. They made this movie for 75 to 90 million dollars. Somewhere in there. They made 134 million. So they were able to make to, to justify a sequel. At yeah. Least. <laughs> there is a sequel, Inspector Gadget 2. Yeah. I None. won't be doing this for at least a year. Yeah. No. So don't ask. No. Um critical reception on this one was 21%. According to Rotten Tomatoes, 21%. Lawrence Van Gelder from the New York Times said. Watching Inspector Gadget is like watching a human Swiss army knife for nearly an hour and a half. Now, since this review was written, a movie with that exact premise has been made starring (laughs) Daniel Radcliffe. And I can assure you that that movie movie was a better movie than this one. Yes. Roger Ebert from the Chicago Sun Times uh, said Rupert Everett was on a winning streak until this movie came along. This is what I'm saying. Rupert Everett was having a moment and then he did this for some reason. But again, the money had to be good. I'm not hating anybody for collecting a paycheck. Yeah. Honestly, I can't. It's Hollywood. It is what it is. <laughs> Destin Thompson of the Washington Post actually liked it. He said it was exceptionally pleasant and there's just enough humor to make it enjoyable for adults. Destin I don't agree. Had a pan of edibles before he saw this movie. I don't agree. And I'm not judging. Yeah. But that is a bananas take. Yeah, it is a bananas take. The viewer score is 18%. Uh, which is uh, lower, which is <laughs> which is appropriate. Welcome to Math Corner with Clancy. Uh, <laughs> well, we just were watching Card Sharks. Like, you know, it's like higher. Is it lower? I don't know. Jason I, Jason N gave it a half a star. Half a star. Um, he said, instead of inserting Matthew Broderick with a bunch of random gadgets, maybe you should have given him some acting lessons. See, but that's the See, thing. See, this is, I don't agree with. No, Matthew Broderick is a fine actor. He is a great actor. And that's the problem is he was acting. 
Right. I don't think you needed to be acting for this. You needed no. to be performing. Yeah, it is ugh, not great. Muffin M. <laughs> sure. Five, five. five stars. I own this on DVD and a two movie pack along with Inspect Your Gadget 2 2002. Good for you, Muffin. <laughs> Look, if you're a listener, I'm sorry, but uh, you are firmly in the minority on this one, I think. Um, did we have any, well, we, Tim Curry was considered for the role of Dr. Claw. Yep. We talked about the Skittles and Don Adams. Don Adams, funny enough, was actually also um, the um, the main character. He was the main actor in um, the start of, is what I'm trying to say, Get Smart, the oh. 1960s series that yeah. Inspector Gadget was loosely based off of. Right. There is a live action, well, it's weird to say a live action version of Get Smart because it was live action, but Steve Carell and Anne Hathaway did a movie version of Get Smart not long ago mm-hmm. that is effectively the same kind of like bungling spy with weird tech thing, but I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, because it wasn't... It, it was effective. It, it wasn't trying so hard. No. Yeah. It knew what it was trying to do. That's fair. It tried yes. really hard to do it, and it pulled it off because Steve Carell. Yeah, for sure. Um, I but, And maybe that's the difference. Maybe Steve Carell should have been Inspector Gadget. Uh, I mean, maybe. Yeah. I think that's... Anyway. I don't know. Anyways. Um, but yeah, Dr. Claw makes no effort to hide his face. Makes no, and I don't think we get, I'll get you next time gadget. No, he does. He says that. Oh, does he say that? Yeah. Does he it say was it? at the end? Does he do it with the, <clears throat> I'll get you next time gadget next time. <laughs> that was terrifying, <laughs> but accurate. Yo, we'll drop in the OG. Next time gadget. Bad. Not yeah. bad. No, it's not bad. And then this is what he said. I'll get you next time, Gadget. I'll get you. Not great. Not great. <laughs> not great. Which is this movie? Not great. Honestly, truly, uh, I, I I've got nothing else to say. I would apo- normally this is the part where I apologize for ruining someone's childhood favorite. I don't think we've done that. I don't think so either. This movie I, doesn't hold up. If you've if you've watched, if you have fond memories of this. I suggest you watch it again or, or don't revel in it. Don't <laughs> remember revel your fond memories. The memories. Yeah. 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 And don't watch this again. Yeah. But no, it, it's, it's just it's like it's a county fair. Good. It's better when you were a kid, when you go as an adult, you might get told you're too fat for a ride and that's going to color your perception of that. But also, <gasps> and I'm speaking for he's experience. dodged a fucking bullet because those rides are goddamn terrifying. Yes. And, and literally fall over. I'm just, all I'm saying is goodness, this movie, goodness, this movie. Oh uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, that's all I have for this. Yeah. Um, like we, we mentioned, we've got a new Patreon episode out. You've got to go to patreon.com slash making mischief. You can get content from all over the mischief media network there, yeah. not just from us and not just audio, but we just did kind of like our overview recap of how we felt about Loki and what's next for the MCU. Yeah. We speculated a bit. It was a fun, it was a fun exercise. As and, Joan yeah, Calamezzo says in parks and rec, we pulled out a map and speculated wildly. Yes. Um, <laughs> so go check that out. If you're a member of the Patreon, if you're a patron, if not check us out, you get access to that. You get access to our discord at a certain level. Um, and honestly, we couldn't cover all of our thoughts on Loki in there. So maybe we'll get more of that at some point yeah. later down the line. Um, Clancy, where can they find me on social media? Well, if they want to find you on the internet, they would have to go to Josh watching TV without the G on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. And if they so choose to find me, they could find you at C L N C Y. That's your name. Clancy without the a yep. on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. God. And where can they find the show? Clancy man. Uh, they can find it at uh, nonplus pod. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and Facebook yeah. as well. Yeah. You can email us suggestions of any shade of color to suggestions, nonpluspod.com. And please, 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 as always, if you haven't done so yet, you feel like you've got it in your heart to do it. Rate, review, subscribe, follow, whatever on your plot podcasting platform of preference. Yes, please. Um, it helps us plump the algorithm and other P words and plosives that essentially mean please, Please love us. We've got really good pop filters on these. <laughs> like it didn't clip at all. Like that was, mm, these things are good. At least one person was annoyed by that. And to you truly. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I did it for the laugh. 
Anywho, well, that over there is my husband, Josh. And that over there is my husband, Clancy. And we are nonplussed. We are done and on and on. Done and on and on. Nonplussed. Congrats. We did it. Well, anything I, to say before we jump in? No, I just want to get this over with. <laughs> so, so let's do it. I feel like we've said both of those things at the end of a rough night. <laughs> <laughs> I just spilled coffee all over my lap. Uh oh! It not all over my. It's more all over my lap than more than my top. Is this going before the show or is this going in the outtakes? <laughs> I'm sorry, Clancy. My goodness. I don't mean to be such a goober. I'm glad I'm having fun with this because I was terrified I wasn't going to. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me. <clears throat> la, 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 la. Don't forget to check out Tavor on iOS and Android for your 100% independent resource for tasty and tantalizing craft brews. Just search Tavor, that's T-A-V-O-U-R, in your App Store search to get $10 off your first order of $25 or more. Cheers! Bye! Bye.